Midweek Bible study. I hope everybody can hear me right now. We had a couple of we were we had some technical difficulties as we begin our Bible study on this evening. Apologize for being a little bit late, but I hope everybody's excited for the word. I know that I am and I want to jump into this word. So let's bow our heads and pray. And I'm not going to hold you long. I promise you we won't be long at all tonight. But there is a word from the Lord. And if we can bow our heads right quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We 
we can thank you, God, for today, God. We ask God right now that as we come into our homes, as we begin to settle down for the evening, God, that you begin to have your way on this time, God. We thank you, God, for bringing us through danger seen and unseen on today, God. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to draw closer to your word. We ask God right now that you open our hearts, open our minds, and open our spirits so that we can clear, hear clearly from you on today, God. We honor you, we worship you, and we magnify your name, God. Now, God, allow... Uh, uh, allow me to be a vessel of yours, O oh God. Uh, allow your people to see none of me but to see all of thee. Speak through me, speak with me, and speak by me, God, so that lives can be changed, souls can be delivered, that we can draw into closer relationship with you, O oh God. We give you all glory, we give you all honor, and we give you all praise. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen. Go ahead and do a favor. Do me a favor real quick and share this on your page. We're going to jump into some word real quick. Last week I began to talk about uh, uh, how to create a better you as a kingdom citizen, a kingdom-driven citizen. And we are back in our Bible study session for this fall session. And tonight we're going to discuss how do we see ourselves? How do we see ourselves? Somebody go ahead and type that out for me real quick that that simple statement how do you see our how do you see yourselves that's a question not a statement but somebody simply type that out for me and and we're going to look at a, a famous scripture of mine a, a favorite scripture of mine and that's coming from the book of jeremiah and we know jeremiah was a young prophet of god but we're going to dive into some word and really understand him i don't because of our technical difficulties i don't have it to come up on the screen so i'm hoping that you have your bibles your cell phones whatever you may have that you can use in parallel with this tonight i'll post the scriptures at a later time or have somebody else post the scriptures at a later time do me a favor lift up your bibles real quick and let's make our bible declaration before we get into the word on this evening and repeat after me lord i thank you that i have a bible it is my personal copy of god's purpose god's plan and god's design for my life therefore i am a believer and not a doubter i'm not just a hearer but i'm also a doer and my life has been better after hearing the word of the living god therefore my mind is alert my heart is receptive i will not be distracted but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Go ahead and give yourself a hand clap this morning or this evening. Amen, it is the nighttime. And give yourself a hand clap of praise. But we're going to be in the book of Jeremiah. We're going to look at Jeremiah, the first chapter, looking at the fourth through the tenth verse. Jeremiah, or one of the old prophets uh, in the Bible, is right before the book of Ezekiel and right after the book of Isaiah. And we're going to be looking at this book, and, and it's an amazing book that um, if you need to encourage your children, if you need to encourage somebody about how God sees you um, as opposed to how the world sees you, this is an amazing place to be. Um, there are a lot of nuggets in here. There are a lot of principles. There's a lot of things that you can take from this. So we're going to be looking at this theme and this topic, how we see ourselves. How do we see ourselves? And understanding that we must all um, accept the truth um, of how how one views themselves directly impacts how much they accept and yield to God's will for their life. 
how you see yourself um, directly affects what what you believe God is going to do for you, how you believe God is going to respond in your life, how you believe that God is going to answer your prayers, how you believe God is going to be your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Um, it's based upon a lot, and we expect only from God what we see for ourselves. Amen? Not because that's what God sees for us, but because it's what we see for ourselves and how we perceive ourselves. If you're a person who has low self-esteem, well, what, what you're asking for God for is just to help you maintain, help you to stay low-key, help you to stay out of sight. Um, if you're a person who uh, is a go-getter and, and your self-esteem is very high, what you're asking God for is to do exceedingly and abund abundantly above all that you could even think. Um, so it, a lot of how you see yourself determines what you ask God for. And, and so we're going to look at the prophet Jeremiah. And if you open up your Bibles once again, like I said, to Jeremiah, the first chapter, looking at the fourth verse, can somebody post that? out for me. We're going to look and start off this evening looking at the fourth through the tenth verse. Somebody make sure you do that for me. Share this with me. Share this for me. And the Bible says this, reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, we may be experiencing a little slow, uh, slow stream service because our internet connection is not as strong tonight. We're working on that. But it says, once again, the fourth verse begins and says this, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Allah, then I said, was Jeremiah speaking back to God. Allah's Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hands and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my word in your mouth. Verse number 10 says this. See, I have, an, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And we're going to park right there for a minute. And once again, like I said, the way we see ourselves and the way we view ourselves uh, uh, sort of correlate with what we expect from God and how we expect God to operate in our life. Um, I'm, I'm, there are so many times in our life where if we just looking for the minimum because we feel like we're in a desolate place. We're like, God, if you can just help me get through this season. God, if you can just help me get through this situation. God, if you can help me just get out of this circumstance. I know I made mistakes and I know I did wrong. And, 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 and God, but I just need you to get me out of this place. Where a lot of times our prayer and our speech and our thought process has to be, it has to supersede our experiences. It has to supersede how we feel about ourselves. Uh, how it has to supersede what the world tells us about ourselves. So we have to get into a mindset where we're uh, countering what the world tells us, what our own mind tells us about ourselves. We have to counter that with what the Word of God says about ourselves. I constantly tell you this, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God. You're made in His likeness. You're 
created for good works. You, you are a vessel of God. And if you're a vessel of God, if the Bible says that you're an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus, that means that you, you, your, your situations don't define who you are. Your situations don't, uh, are not a permanent basis of who God has called you to be. But you're in a temporary place, but you have to have a permanent mindset. You have to have a permanent understanding of who you are. There are young prophets. There are young teachers. There are young evangelists right now that just because your voice is not being heard right now does not mean that God is not going to use you. Does not mean that God does not have a purpose and a plan for you. The Bible said that when the apostles went into a town, if that town did not receive them, receive what they were coming to teach, what they were coming to preach, that the Bible says that they dusted off their feet and they left. So sometimes you got to realize that it's not about who you see yourself as or who others see yourself as. But if you're operating and doing the will of God, then you have to see yourself bigger than what the situation is, bigger than your naysayers, bigger than your problems, bigger than all that you've gone through in your life. Who am I dealing with this morning or this evening? Excuse me. And, and so now we have to realize that there is a great impact uh, about what we expect and what we want from God. God based upon just how we see ourselves but the and how one views themselves has great impact on the presentation uh, and the uh, perception of excellence God created us all to be excellent. God created us all with purpose. God created us all with a design. And in the process of that, as we're kingdom citizens, as we're kingdom ambassadors, we have to have a mindset to operate in excellence. Somebody say excellence. Somebody type that out for me. Excellence. Because this uh, uh, low self-worth about herself and poor self-perception is not condoned by God. We see this in this scripture and in this text, that low self-perception and poor self-perception, low self-worth and poor self-perception is not condoned by God. God did not create anything to feel like they're lowly, to feel like they're the bottom of the earth, to feel like they're the dirt. It, God did not create you in, in his image and in his likeness to feel like that you're subject to, to, to the ridicule, to the, to the embarrassment, to the uh, low self-worth or low self-esteem uh, that a lot of times the world has portrayed on us. I constantly tell you this, that the, world, that the Bible said the, that we were born into sin and shaped into iniquity and the world that we operate in is in direct objection to what God calls for us. That's why he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. But I need you to understand and need you to realize that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. That you were created in his, in his image for good works. I constantly tell you that scripture, that you were created for good works, even in the midst of your problems, even in the midst of your situation, even in the midst of everything that you're going through. God said, I created you for good works. And, and when we look at this scripture, we're going to dive into this scripture into a second. He told, the, he told the young prophet, Jeremiah, who was just a young boy, who, who was a boy that was around beginning his teenage years, but he was a young man who, who did not understand his value. 
that did not, uh, he, he negated to see that when God stepped into the midst and, 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 and spoke to him, that he was, that that alone takes away from the poor perception he had about himself. Could you just imagine, or do you, have you ever had that experience where God stepped into the midst of your situation and spoke to you and said, my child, I love you. My child, I care about you. My child, you're better than this. And when, when, when God steps into the midst of something, God doesn't step into the midst of something that has no value. God doesn't step into the midst of something that has no worth. When God steps on the scene, it's to preserve what he has ordained, what he has consecrated, and what he has set apart. Somebody say, I have self-value. And so now we have to understand that God does not condone uh, low self-worth or poor self-perception. Number two, get this, low self-worth and poor self-perception seriously hinders one progress in life. Uh, too often do we, when, when, we don't, when we don't think highly of ourselves, we won't, uh, we'll live a mediocre life instead of striving for the best that God has for us. Amen? We, we'll, we'll live a mediocre existence only trying to get by by the skin and teeth of our nails, uh, uh, by the skin of our teeth. Um, but but we, we live a mindset that, that, that I'm just going to fake it until I make it. I'm just going to stand here. I'm not going to do too much because I don't want to I, I don't want to ruffle the feathers I don't want to try certain things because all my life everybody told me that I was just like my dad who never accomplished anything nobody uh, everybody told me that I was just like my mother who who did all these other things so many times we devalue and we destroy the plans that God has for us because we simply rely on what the world told us we were what the world says we were what our environment seems to produce in everybody else but I came to declare to somebody on this evening that you're bigger than your environment and the reason God placed you in that environment or allowed you to grow up in that environment is to be a generational changer in that environment he needed some people to see you come out he needed some people to see that you're not the product of your environment but you're the salt in that environment that's getting ready to change the atmosphere somebody declare I'm here because God is assigned me here for a purpose and now I gotta get an understanding of my purpose and my value in the kingdom God said I created you fearfully and wonderfully he said I created you for good works he said I created you with purpose and understanding and if I created you with purpose and understanding there's no hair on your head that's going to be hard there's nothing that's going to happen to you unless it is my design for you to gain knowledge and wisdom of it Somebody to say, somebody declare, I have purpose. I, I'm, 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 I'm getting out of that place of low self-worth and poor self-perception because I can no longer allow for my life to be hindered. I can no longer allow for my progress in life to be hindered. If a lot of us look at ourselves, we, we, we're, we're, we're mad at ourselves because we know that we should be further ahead in life. There are some of you that have business plans. There are some of you that have dreams. There, have, there are some of you that have expectations. But because you have not lived to your maximum ability, those expectations, those dreams, and those uh, perceptions are sitting there and they're not being developed. They're not 
not being uh, uh, built up there. You're not doing the things that you need to do to get that business off the ground. You're not doing the things that you need to do to get that dream out of your mind and write it down on the paper. For the Bible says, write the vision down and make it plain. Though the vision may tarry. That means it may take some time, but it shall come to pass. It shall perform that thing that it is supposed to do. So somebody needs to realize that I got to change my mindset. I got to change the, the perception that I had from being hit, uh, from allowing my low self-worth to hinder me. Yeah, there are people that have left out of your life. Who am I dealing with tonight? There are some people that have left out of your life that have hindered your progress. But God said, I'm going to remove them so you can get yourself together. I'm going to remove them so that you can become who I called you to be. I'm going to remove some people out of your life so that you can live according to what I called you to be. And I need somebody to declare that I'm ready to be who God called me to be. I'm ready to look like what he called me to look like, how he created me. I'm ready to change how I see myself. And not only does, not only does a, a low self-worth or poor self-perception hinder your progress in life, low self-worth and poor self-perception often repels the blessers that are coming to your life, the blessers that God is sending you and the resources. Yeah, too often times do you open up your mouth and tell people uh, 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 who you used to be, all your woes, the woe is me thing, the, 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 the woe is me concept, the woe is me mindset, and you have to get into a mindset and an understanding that God is saying, no, I need you to let that go in this season of your life. I need you to let that go in this season of, of, of your uh, of expectations because it will cause the people that I'm sending and setting up to bless your life to be rejected, to be turned off because you keep telling them about your past. You keep telling them what you're you're not capable of when God said that you're fearful, that fearfully and wonderfully made, that you're created for this. So God has set them in position in this season and in this time to bless you, but you're hindering the blessing being deposited in your life. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about that person who wants to mentor you. I'm talking about that person who wants to invest in businesses for you. I'm talking about that person who wants to see your life is better because God sent them your direction but because of the things that you said, because of the things that you're doing, or the, thi or the life that you think you have to live, the blessers are walking away. And they're saying, I, uh, this person don't want it, I got to go give it to this person because I'm not going to hinder my blessing. Oh, who am I talking to tonight? Your low self-worth and poor perception will repel. It'll be like an adverse uh, look when they walk in and they see that spirit of, uh, of, uh, of abuse on you, that spirit of neglect or that spirit of rejection. That's the word, that spirit of rejection that's on you because you're walking around as if you don't deserve the best of God. I, I'm here to declare, I dare somebody say, I'm not living like that because I deserve the best of God because I'm his child. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I'm his little one. And I deserve the best of what my king of kings, what my father who is in heaven has for me. And if I deserve the best of what he has for me, I'm changing my mindset so I can begin to walk according 
according to his purpose in my life. Somebody say, I got to change the way I think. I got to change the way I see myself. Somebody type that out for me. I got to change the way I see myself. Oh, I'm preaching this thing tonight and I'm trying to teach it, but I need you to go ahead and share this on your page because somebody needs to know that their self-worth and their self-perception uh, is bigger than what the world has been telling them. The enemy has been fearful. I'm, I'm, I'm here to declare to you. The enemy has been fearful of who you can become because if they, if, if you just get free of that situation, if you just get free of that environment, if you just get free of your own mind, then God can do something amazing that this world is not ready to see. But, but the Bible says that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, neither the depth nor height of the things that God can do for you. And so the enemy tries to keep your mind and keep your spirit grounded when you're ready to take off. Somebody declare, I'm ready to take off. I'm here this evening and we're getting this thing done right now. So I need you to understand that your self-perception and your self-worth has to change in order to not repel your blessers or your blessings and the resources that God has for you. Next thing, your low self-worth and poor perception aborts God's purpose in you. Low self-perception and low self-worth aborts God's perception or, or uh, uh, the God's perception of you. Aborts his purpose, excuse me, aborts his purpose in you. If you cannot stand up and get up and dust yourself off even after falling, uh, wipe yourself clean even after wallowing in the mess and wallowing in the mud, it brings to my remembrance the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son where, where after he got his inheritance from his father, his father gave him his self worth because the son said father I'll take my inheritance now and the prodigal son walks off and spends all of his stuff spends all of his worth spends all of the money and then sits there in the pig slop with the pigs eating from the slop of the pigs but the prodigal son got to a place and got to a mindset where he said you know what it's better to work in my father's house than to eat this pig slop it's better to be a servant to my father where I'm still going to have worth and my worth is better than being out here as a bastard. It's, it's better than being out here as, as someone who has nothing. Like I have to live like this. I dare you look at yourself in your phone. Look at yourself in the mirror right now and tell yourself I don't have to live like this no more. I'm better than this. God created me better than this. God created me for a purpose. God created a plan in me and God right now I, I gotta come back to you because even if it's just me working for you it's better than what I've been accepting in my life right now I dare somebody declare that I'm greater than this I'm greater than what I've been through I'm greater than even the place I am right now and see, so not only does low self-worth uh, 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 abort your purpose, low self-worth and poor perception causes breaches in otherwise productive relationships. You ever had somebody who say, I can't deal with this no more? You keep putting yourself in that same situation. You keep allowing that same joker to come back into your house that all he wants is your money. You keep allowing that same girl that only comes around for your money. You keep allowing these people 
people to own to draw from you and steal from you and take from you and they they're taking your precious treasure which is your body they're taking this precious treasure which is your mind they're taking this precious treasure which is the thoughts that I think of you they're taking all of this and they're running and the only time they come back is when you feel like you're filled back up when you feel like you're back in the right place and so God is saying that because of your low self-worth and your low self-perception you keep on breaking the, the you keep on breaking the bond or breaking the seal that I've with the people that I've connected you with and you keep on allowing them to come back. You keep on allowing the wrong people to come back into your life. And you'll push away those that I need to be in your life. Those that can help you change. Those can, that can create in you something different that the world and your enemies or your frenemies or, or the ones that the enemy is sending in your life can't even uh, fathom. So now you, you, you got to get out of this low self-worth and low poor perception because the breaches are, uh, are simply uh, separating you and those people that God has called you to, those people that God has called into your life. So from the text this morning, I, I, I need you to get something out of this. When we look at our text, and I keep saying this morning, but it's dark outside and it's evening, but I need you to get this, that, that in our text this morning, we see something amazing that happened. Jeremiah may have had all these kind of thoughts in his mind and in his head, all these kind of perceptions of himself. But before Jeremiah could even speak, God had already told Jeremiah what he thought of Jeremiah. When we look at the text in the fourth chapter, the Bible says this. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before what? Before I formed you in your womb, I knew you. And I need you to get this because what God was saying to Jeremiah, before you even formed that word to come out of your mouth, that you weren't capable, that you weren't, uh, uh, that you weren't the right one, that before you even said that, I was already designing your plan. I was already designing your DNA structure. I was already designing your makeup. I was already designing your purpose and your plan. Before you even had the thought of what a thought could be, I had already created you for this time and this season. Somebody needs to know that. Before the challenges came in your life, before the people walked out of your life, before the money situation, before your spirit was broken before all these things that happened to you God already formed you with what you needed to get over those challenges before you even understood what a challenge was God strengthened you and prepared you in this season and time he said before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I consecrated you he said, I've already anointed your body. I've already anointed your spirit. I've already anointed my purpose in you. And I did that before you even came out of your mother's womb, before you were even exposed to what this world could do to you. I consecrated you. I covered you with my blood. I covered you with my spirit. I covered you with my understanding. I endowed you with power from on high. Now, I need you to come back to me and realize who 
I am in your life. Somebody declare, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to see who God is. He said this. He said, I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. I appointed you one to go forward and tell this world and these nations what thus saith the Lord. Too many of you have had opportunities to speak what God said, but just as I posted earlier today, too many of you, too many of us are seeing a, a different world, but because it's adverse to this prosperity teaching, because it's adverse to this, uh, to, to, to uh, the hyper grace movement and God is saying that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life before it, it, it before all of that I consecrated you with this word in your spirit that's why it's adverse or it makes your spirit vex when you hear certain things and you know that God has been speaking to you something totally different than what everybody else is saying but I serve a God who sent his son who was totally different than what everybody else was seeing every else had done. We saw the man Jesus walk on the water. We saw the man Jesus heal the blind and, and raise the dead. We saw the man Jesus heal the sick while not even going into their house because he spoke a word. No, nobody else was doing that. Nobody else had ever seen that. But when Jesus knew his purpose and his self-worth, he didn't care what anybody else said. When that dove came from heaven and it settled on him with the Holy Spirit and and the, and, and the clouds open up and it said this is my son whom I am well this is my beloved son who I am well pleased how many people know that God has been trying to have that same experience with you oh I came to talk to you tonight God is trying to uh, release his spirit in this season because the Bible says in the last days I'll pour out my spirit it's not just Jesus that he poured it on but he's pouring it on your life right now but he's trying to get you to that place where he said this is my son this is my daughter these are my prophets in this generation these are my pastors in this generation these are my evangelists in this generation in whom I am well pleased but we got to get out of our own mindset we got to get out of our own mind because when we see this scripture God spoke to him and simply conveyed what he already determined for his life so my question to you is this, after God spoke to Jeremiah, what was Jeremiah's response and why? What was Jeremiah's response and why? Because in the midst of all of this, God said something to Jeremiah, but then Jeremiah said this in verse number six, he said, then I said, alas, Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. And even before he could continue on, the Bible said that God said to Jeremiah, he, he stopped Jeremiah dead in his tracks and said, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go and all that I command you, you shall speak. Uh, Jer God told Jeremiah, look, I, 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 I hear you, but I'm not agreeing with you. I hear what you think uh, you need to say. I'm hearing you and, and, and you think that I haven't set you up for this season or set you up for this time. But I'm here to declare to you that this season of your life is about to be great. This season of your life is about to maximize what you don't even know I put on the inside of you. 
A lot of times with our own mindset and our perception, when God says something amazing to us, what is your response? What is your answer to God? Are you telling God, God, but I'm, 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 I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not educated like those pastors. God, I'm not, I can't sing like she sung. Or I can't uh, line hymns like they used to line hymns. God, I'm, I'm, I wasn't born in church, so I don't dress like those church people. So how are you going to send me back to the church? Because God said I'm ready to do a new thing. God said I'm ready to change the atmosphere. I'm ready to shift the environment. I'm ready to call uh, people out. I'm ready to set apart my remnant and my remnant has to be set apart by something different and something that's going to unsettle those spirits, those religious spirits, those religious dogmas. My spirit is getting ready to shift the atmosphere. So how are you responding to God? How are you responding to his word? How are you responding when he gives the call? Are you answering it properly or are you so in amazement that God could call you that you're, 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 you're diminishing your self-worth? Not only that, I need you to get this. What one speaks from the mouth is an accurate indication of what's in your heart. So we must see ourselves properly. We must see ourselves properly. Because what you say out of, out of your mouth is a direct reflection of what's been built up in here. So tonight we're going to do an assessment and we're going to really change and recondition how you see this right here. Because how you see all of this is reflective of what's in here. Let's, let, let, let's get here. How is this accomplished? Get this. God gave us all an imagination, right? God gave us the ability to dream. God gave us the ability to want better, to see more, to understand better. A lot of the time that, that, that when we see this, it, 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 we, as a child, we have great expectations for the future. I don't care about your environment. There are people that, as you grew up as a child, you wanted to be a lawyer, you wanted to be a doctor, you wanted to live in Hawaii, you wanted to travel to countries and remote locations and places like this. Your imagination took you to Mars. It, it took you to Venus. It took you to faraway distances, distant lands and all of that. But as w the world settled in, the imagination began to shift and it began to be drawn back in and your focus changed from what was, uh, what, what was so amazing to what could it be for right now? How can I live for right now? What can I do to simply make it? We had thoughts of who we could be like, where we wanted to live and what cars we wanted to drive and uh, who we wanted to entertain in our company and, and the people we wanted to be around us. So, so, so getting an image of things of, of, of value to us, I'm asking you this. Where did the image of you change? Where did your image change in life? How did it change in life? How did you get to this place where the mediocre you're settling for? I want to challenge you right now to, to write down the events that took place in your life that got you to this place of saying, 
I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not worthy of the imagination that God gave me as a child. I'm not worthy of the things that God is saying that he would like to do in my life. When did your imagination change and your perception about you change? That, I need you to write that down for me. I need, I need you to write that down, not even for me, but for you. Because I need you to, to, to go beyond that on this evening. Why? Because... Like a showroom, we, we, we got to get rid of the dirty stuff and replace it with the beautiful image that God has of you. God did not create you as a mistake. I, I, I don't know what was told to you. I don't know who told you, but God never created you as a mistake. And if God did not create you as a mistake, then your purpose is still available to reach. Your goals are still attainable to get to. God never said that 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 just because you messed up, just because you've gone through, that that changed what he wanted to do in your life. Matter of fact, he wants to use your experiences to talk to somebody else. Who am I dealing with right now? Because God loves you beyond measure. And so this evening, I'm, 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 I'm dealing with this text and dealing with this scripture and the understanding that you got to begin to put people in your circle, put people around you, put people in your atmosphere that can mentor your imagination, mentor your purpose, mentor your drive. When we look at this scripture again, and, 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 and I'm going to park on this scripture tonight because this is going to be a two-part thing dealing with this. But I need you to hear this. In verse number eight, he said this. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. There was a time where, where, where you were so excited about God that that when God touched you you spoke when God uh, came in your atmosphere you jumped for joy but now you got into this place where it seems like uh, you're living this same old mundane existence the same old mundane opportunity and God said no I'm ready to shift your environment I'm ready to shift your atmosphere why because I have something so amazing for you and if you can just grab hold of me if you can grab hold of what I said if you allow me to put my word in your mouth if you allow me to speak on your behalf if you allow Allow me to go before you in troubled times. If you allow me to go before you against the enemy. And the, the Bible said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. The spirit, the word of God, the, the spirit of God that's on the inside of you shall raise up a standard that the flood of the enemy cannot overtake. But you got to be willing to, to, to abide by and abide with this belief and understanding of what God wants to do in you. So God asks Jeremiah. He, he didn't even ask Jeremiah. He told Jeremiah. Jeremiah told him what he thought about himself. But God said, but this is what I want to do with you. I want to put my word in your mouth. I'm going to send you to nations. I'm going to send you to people to declare what thus I say. 
and you can't be afraid of them because they're not, they, 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 they may not, they may have stone faces, they may not want to receive it, but because I sent you, they have no choice. And if they don't receive it, you just keep moving and do what I said do. So purposely, we have to make positive changes to the way we see ourselves, our appearance, and our environment. You can't keep saying, God, I want, I want to be better for you. I want to be a better person. But you keep putting yourself in the pig pen. You keep putting yourself in the pig pen because you don't want to leave your friends. You don't want to leave your family. You don't want to leave those who have been around, around you for this season or this time or throughout your life until this point. But you're living mediocre because you don't want to seem like you're growing without them. But God said, I can't do anything for them if you won't step out and be who I called you to be. The reason that the reason that y'all all are still in that place is because you won't get up, because you won't show them that there's something better. Yeah, I'm putting the blood of the people on your hand because when you get up and you do what I called you to do, it's going to cause uh, interest to be sparked in them to say, well, what did she do? What did he do to get to that place? Yeah, they it may come with a little jealousy. It may come with some adversity. It may come with some challenges. But when they see God working in your life, when you're able to give them the testimony of saying it's not by my hand, it's not by might, my might, but it's by the hand of God. It's, it's nothing that I did that changed who I was. It's nothing that I could have uh, 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 honestly tried to do, or it's not, it's not the amount of money that I have that changed my life. But if I had not surrendered my life to God and see that he saw much better for me, then I could not be where I'm at right now. Do I have a witness this morning? We got about five or ten more minutes real quick, but I need you to get this, get hold of this and understand that you have to change your appearance. That means you got to get off and get out of those dirty and filthy rags. I, I know the Bible says that our, that, that, that our uh, righteousness is as of filthy rags, but we got to let that garment go. We got to let go of what's underneath of that. We got to let go of the filthy rags 